You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another show of Ignite Your Heart and Soul, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com with me, Sarah Troy, and my guest, Trisha Diker. Being an empath, woo! A lot of people think they're empathic, and perhaps they are, but they haven't quite tuned into it. But how do you become the happy empath, like Trisha is? She's the happy empath, and she's going to share the four aspects of being empathetic. Now, there is empathy, where we are empathetic of other people's feelings of what's going on in their life, what is happening. That means we're in tune to it, we feel for it. But then there's being the empath, where you feel everything around you. You absorb it like a sponge, positive and negative. And how do we manage it? How do we still have a wonderful life without absorbing absolutely everything? Or if we do absorb it, how do we disperse it so that it doesn't affect us? As an empath myself, very often the pain of the world or the pain and the sorrow that's going on around, I feel. And it feels like you're crawling out of a bog trying to get back up on top. And it's not a nice feeling. But on the other hand, being an empath, where you can truly tune into people's feelings, tune in to the beauty, to the love, to the joy, to, to all the wonders of the world, and you tune into that. It's also a way of empathetically passing on some good vibrations. Now, we had a wonderful talk the other day, and both of us um, have recently experienced reactionary conversations where we reacted to things that were being said and step back as, mm, perhaps I shouldn't have been so reactionary. But on the other hand, clarity wasn't there. It was assumption. And that is something else I think we're going to have to bring into our topic today as it both recently happened to us. So clearly it's tapping us on the shoulder. But right now, let's meet Tricia. Let's discover how she became the empath and what it means to be an empath. Welcome to the show, my love. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. I I'm thrilled that we got to connect and we are having this conversation and we had our other conversation because I am so grateful for that. I really am. I just want you to know. Thank you. Um, it's, it's good to talk to an empathic soul where we get each other. I understand. <laughs> it really is. It's nice to be able to have that conversation without having the, ex, you know, the ex- Yes, yes. Or or apologize, which nobody ever should apologize for being empathetic, but there is that pre-assumption that you're perhaps a little bit crazy. (laughs) And I think you have to be a little bit crazy to live in this world, so that's okay. That's true. I'm absolutely, definitely crazy, but I think that's what makes us even more human and we have more fun doing it. Mm -hmm. Now, have you always been an empath? Is this something that's always been within you before you even understood what it was? Absolutely. I think empaths, true empaths, are born that way. Mm-hmm. And I think you're lucky if you live in a house where they understand your gift and support it. And in my case, it was not understood. It was not recognized. Um, and it was nobody's fault. Just, just the level of understanding was not there. You know, I was always told about being so sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, 
throw a backbone, stop the crying. <laughs> God. So, and about um, nine years ago, uh, I'm an extrovert and an empath, which is people like, oh, no, I'm an introvert. But no, I love being around people. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like in September, I, I started to withdraw and I couldn't understand the level of unhappiness I was feeling and the level of despair. Mm-hmm. It progressively got worse, worse through the holidays where I think around Thanksgiving, I, I became a sobbing hot mess where it was emotion after emotion after emotion. And I couldn't grasp one. I couldn't hold on to one. I couldn't, the level of understanding was not there. And my poor husband was like, what can I do? How can I help you? I don't understand. Please help me. I'll help you. know, I mean, mm-hmm. he could, I couldn't explain anything to him, you know, right. to help me. I, I just didn't get it. And I, 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 I'm not proud admitting this, but I actually, there were a few times where I, I said to God, the universe, just you know, I'd like this anymore. Please don't let me wake up tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was truly just that horrific what I was doing. And I, and I kept waking up and I finally said, well, what do you want me to do? Because this is not, I hate myself. I hate right. looking at myself in the mirror. I hate this crying. I don't understand it. Like there's nothing wrong in my life. I mean, my husband would say, we have a great life. I don't understand. And I'm like, I don't either. I don't understand. I can't give you an answer. And the universe started answering me. A friend of mine from Facebook says, I need to speak to you. And she's like, you're an empath. And I'm like, a who? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you call me names. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I said to my husband, the conversation we had, and he's like, Oh, he read it before I did. And he says, Oh, sweetheart, this is you. This Mm -hmm. is you. See, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it took, it took me months. It Mm -hmm. really did to start to center again, because yours truly. And if those of you who were with me, who didn't understand what it meant to be an empath or what an empath was, but tried to hide the emotions, push them down, ignore them eventually it's going to erupt. Mm-hmm. It was that eruption that I had because my body said, you are done. You, mm-hmm. you need to figure this out. And you're not hearing my signs or my <laughs> the intuition, so here you go. And it was really, <laughs> you know, it was amazing. Now I love it, and now yeah. I'm very happy. But um, not nine years ago. Oh, definitely not. I hated it. I hated anything to do with it. I was the victim. Oh, was I, I was a good victim. I was yeah. a good one with me. <laughs> I played it good. Um, but even then it got tedious for me. I'm like, all right, what do I need to do? And that's when I partnered up with the universe because I'm like, I need help. Please help me. Please show me what I need to do. And one of the things that's very difficult for an empath is truly understanding what you're getting is yours and what's not yours. Yes. So I happen to like big animals, but I created something called the empath symbol and you could pick anything. It could be an instrument. It could be colors. It could be flowers. It could be sea animals, any animal that you want. It could be something just pick it. It doesn't have to be the big thing. 
So I liked bears. And I said to the universe in the morning when I do my little meditation and whatever to set my day, I say, all right, universe, show me a bear when what I am feeling does not belong to me. And I told my husband about it. And this is when I first started using it. And I was, it was, um, we're going into Best Buy and I was just angsty. And on every single TV in the place was a bear. <laughs> in there, Frank's like, uh, look at the TVs. And I did. And I'm like, oh my God. But Doubting Debbie said to the universe, prove it to me. <laughs> no exaggeration. A woman walked by me within two minutes saying, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. <laughs> so, it, it was... <laughs> How much more proof do you need? <laughs> so even he started laughing. He said to me, really? Do you need any more proof? <laughs> and, um, but, and it, was, it started to drop my anxiety levels. Mm -hmm. It started to let me ground even more. But in the first few months of using that tool, it was, I would see it 90 to 95% of the time. And we pick up so much. We can, yeah, we're on high alert all the time, right? Well, Mm -hmm. And you can hide in the four walls of your house and mm -hmm. think you're never going to feel anything. And I'm sorry, but it comes right through walls. Oh, it's, you know, things what people got to understand. It's all frequency. Yeah. And frequency has no barriers. Nope. has no boundaries. It is constantly in flow. We only work as human beings because there is the blood flow, the oxygen flow for our body. When that stops, whatever it stops to breaks down, dies. You know, we die. That's when everything stops flowing. The flow of everything, of all the energies, of everything out there is flowing all the time. And basically, as empaths, what we're doing is that we are riding those waves. Yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes we have to raise that frequency to put us into a level that is more pleasing and calming to our souls because when we dip down into some of those others, it is despairing, as you said. You know, a lot of people... You know, for me, I just say I, I, I suffer from depression. I don't believe it is depression on the common state of things. I just think it's world sadness. It's when I'm picking things up and I go into despair. I can't get rid of the feeling because what can I do to resolve what's going out there, on out there other than send love? Just keep sending love. But I'm, I'm caught up in the spiral of the pain. And the despair, and it feels somebody's just gone into your chest and just pulled your heart out. And it's really, really hard to kind of find an equilibrium of that and not feel everything. And you ground. You put your feet on the ground to, to ground that, to get centered? Yes. I um, can't do that. Well, if, if you can't, like let's say you can't get outside and go to the beach, or, um, there's earthing mat. I can't touch the earth personally. I have to um, be sky and water. The actual earth is a vibration that's even stronger yeah. for me. <laughs> water is a great cleanser too. Water is yes. absolutely, you know, I'm very earthy. Yes, we had this conversation. Yes. I'm very earthy. And, but I also use water. Like yep. For me, it's important to be over here by the beach, by, yep. the, sand, by the ocean, because yes. I love that grounding. That whole thing is grounding for us. Yeah. And as is, let's say you can't go outside and ground, but you can use water with the intention mm -hmm. of 
everything you've picked up, even just washing your hands if you're out in public and being like, all right, I'm getting rid of this. Like, I, this is not mine, so help me clear it. And the thing people forget is ask for help. Yeah. It's all around you. Yeah. All you got to do is say, this does not belong to me. Please help me clear it. Because mm-hmm. it's not meant to be torturous to us. This is not meant to hurt us and to um, bring us down. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was like, why? <laughs> the old, why me? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love that, don't we? <laughs> because you've been chosen. <laughs> Each one of us have our part to play. We yes. Have our yes. special gifts that will help others. Yes. And that's and that's the thing is I think what people don't get is that being an empathist means you are in tune. You're in tune with what's around you. You're in tune with people. Um, I've been a reader all my life. I'm a gypsy reader, and I've been that since a child. And I used to play with dead people and always see spirits around me. And, of course, that, you know, I was a very sickly child, so the kids put it, my parents put it down to my sickness, you know, uh, and a wild imagination because I was in bed a lot rather than this is what she really is doing. Although my mom was very spiritual, but just in those days, one didn't talk about it, right? And it's that entunement that we have all the time with good and bad vibrations that are out there. You know, for me, wind and water is what clears it all the time. That's why I've moved to where I am. It's the wind constantly is moving, so it's pushing things away from you as well as through you and everything else. But when we pick things up on people, we don't always know what it is that's causing the pain. Sometimes we can see it, you know, sometimes as a, as an intuitive, I can see what's causing it and I can go up to somebody and say something to them. Um, but sometimes it's just simply, it's such a a feeling of sorrow. And sometimes all you need to do is just say to someone, touch the hand, look into the face and say, I feel you. I feel you. You're not alone. And that in itself can help open up the doors and release a lot, can't it? Yes. Because I, uh, I, in my opinion, I think empaths are the cleaners of the universe. Mm-hmm. We truly... With a liver. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Um, I, I love sharing this story. My husband and I were at a... Um, we were returning bottles. You know, we have the machines, you put the plastic in. And this woman comes in and she stands right next to me. And she's looking at me and I'm like, okay. And I, and I just turn and I'm like, she spills her guts about this horrific story. And I didn't, I, there was nothing I could say to her to make her feel better. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could do was hold her hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and to release. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, I wasn't in here to return bottles. I felt I had to come in here and tell you. I don't know why. Mm-hmm feel so much better. Meanwhile, there was other people in this room. Everybody stopped now because, you know, everyone was like, wow. She goes, I feel so much better. And she said, thank you. And she walked away. And my husband goes, wow. Mm-hmm. I said, I go, this is all the time. This is all the time. Yeah. People walk yeah. up to me mm-hmm. and I don't have to necessarily say anything. No. We're there we're listening we're mm-hmm. making them feel heard we're validating them yes they feel better for relieving it like our energy just helped clear their energy and they were able to now go on feeling lighter 
Well, yeah. it, the thing is, they felt heard. Yeah. Maybe nobody's listened. You know, I did. I did a, a show this last week on listening to hear. Yeah. You know, you may listen, but are you truly hearing? And you know, some people may listen to somebody, and all they hear is blah 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 blah, and they don't want to know. What do you want me to do about it? But when you're truly hearing, and you don't really have to respond, but they know you've heard. Mm-hmm. You know, then they feel validated because you've heard me. You know, and that's a release between themselves of just knowing somebody's heard them. Now the biggest challenge, of course, is how do you release it as an empath? My other tool, again, because I was said to the universe, help me out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have something that I use, that I share, and that I teach. It's called the heart-centered intention. And in the mornings when I put my symbol in place, I also say to the universe my heart is open and moving freely and I have a gentle breeze mm-hmm. coming through me all day long, mm-hmm. clearing out anything that does not belong to me, sending it down into the earth or up into the universe so that it can be cleansed, clear, healed, and return back up with positive thoughts and love. Right. That is what I do. Mm-hmm. And there are times where I just am going about my day and I'm like, I feel something, but it's quickly gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I notice when I get caught up in my day and I become busy and I'm not paying attention and I am not present, that's when I'll start to pick up even more because mm-hmm. I'm not paying attention to my body. I am not paying attention to my surroundings. I am just going from one thing to the next to the next because life. That's when I'm like, okay, let's, let's back up 10 spaces here and let's stop and do a body scan or let's stop and let's ground or wash our hands or... Mm-hmm do something to clear whatever it is we just picked up without even realizing it. You know, something that's actually quite good is tapping. Yeah. EFT tapping. EFT. Yeah. That's actually quite good at releasing, you know, um, of letting something go. Um, and I find that actually is quite beneficial sometimes. And I especially like to do it in the shower uh, with the water releasing and, you know, I let go of all these feelings, uh, you know, let it wash down the drain. And mm. it just sends the message off to the brain because I think what people have got to actually understand, being an empath has got nothing to do with your brain. It's got oh. nothing to do with your mechanicals. This is a soul, heart, spirit thing. Nothing to do with the head. Yeah. And as part of the, the four aspects is the emotional, the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. That is the four aspects of being an empath. Mm-hmm. And the mental, when I say mental, I only mean we pick up other people's brain fog. Yes. It's not about actually our brain. It's no. that people are so confused and can't make a decision and things are going crazy for them. Like I was, it was during Christmas, I went to the mall and I had a list of things I wanted to buy and my husband was with me. And next thing you know, I'm starting to like kind of walk around in circles and he just steps and he's like, what you doing? (laughs) And I I actually stopped and I'm like, uh, I got, he goes, we have a list. We know what we're doing. He goes, what happened? Mm -hmm. And that's when I had to stop. And I'm like, Oh my God, I am literally running around now a chicken without my head (laughs) because I have just picked up confusion, uh, indecisiveness, questioning what's going on. And that is the mental aspect of it. Yes. Like we're in a brain fog. Right, right. Yes, it's, you know, um, brain static fog and, and, and confusion. And, you know, I'm a knowingness uh, teacher. So it's, it's about igniting our, our soul, you know, through the gut. You know, our, 
how do you know? I don't know. My gut tells me. I just know. I call that the soul intuition where the knowledge comes to us, which then resonates with the heart in truth. It goes to the spirit interaction, which then extracts from the mind what the mind needs to know when it needs to know it. So this is a wonderful database. It's yes. understanding which to extract from all that data bank into applying the action that is needed in that knowingness. If we only stay up in our head and try and analyze or try and understand purely from the head perspective, we're never going to get the answers. We have to invite the soul, the heart, and the spirit's intellect into the equation to truly understand the whole picture. Again, it's those fours. Yes, it really is. And the, the emotional part is really self-explanatory. It's mm -hmm. taking the world's emotions, it's mm -hmm. taking individual emotions, it is picking up every single living thing on this planet. I'm talking trees. I'm talking plants. Yes. I'm talking animals. Yes. People think being an empath, you're just picking up people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're picking up every living being, every living thing in this world. And it's without language. Yes. You know, that's the thing is, um, I mean, I love talking to the trees and they talk back to me it's not in a language i don't need to understand the dialogue you know it's 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 literally the vibrations are dancing together the frequencies are, are rolling together which is beautiful it's the same when you look at animals and all you need to do is just look into their eyes that conversation there transcends any language you know it is a heart and soul language that is just so beautiful and so divine and we've got to get over this thing of that being earthlings we are superior because of our knowledge we have a great ability of being able to bank knowledge mm -hmm. but yeah. do we have the wisdom to know how to use that knowledge not all the time no no because we're not willing to tune in most people are tuned out you know and especially in the technology world today where everything is google this siri that you yeah, know um right you know everything is telling you everything and we're not intuitively going mm, is that something i need to do can i find that out for myself what does this mean to me instead of doing all of that we're asking google and siri and everything else and it comes in handy when you need it yes need directions or things like that yes <laughs> not about your emotions <laughs> live from their hearts mm. they really live from their hearts and unfortunately, because they do, if you're not paying attention, you can be taken advantage of. You can let people run you over, and then you're no longer paying attention to you. It's you, you are running for everybody else. Now, that is where this <clears throat> came in for both of us recently. Whereas, um, because we're such empaths, and we are the livers and the cleaners, a lot of people then also come and verbally dump. Right. And if we're not in sync with ourselves, if we're overtired, because it's very tiring being an empath all the time, we can react. And we don't want to be reactionary creatures, because that's not the way we normally are. But we react if, if, the, if the buttons have been pushed to, to a point that we haven't been able to gather. But do you find as an empath that people really like to come and dump because of that? You know, because... Um, they're not aware that you're cleaning it through, but they're just, you're an easy target. Um, I did uh, notice it a lot more 
However, since I have created very strong boundaries and I know when to allow this to happen and I know how I feel as a person where I'm saying I'm overtired, we're not doing this, or I have tried to help somebody over and over and and I know now my energy and time is being wasted because they're unwilling to change or they're unwilling to hear anything. They just want to call to hear themselves speak. That's when I know I have to pull back and they need to do it in their own time, whenever that is, but that's yeah. not my responsibility. You know, as empaths, we try to take responsibility and heal the world. You cannot do that. No. You cannot. No. And you, you, get, mean, you get sick. It, it, yeah. Yes. I learned that the hard way and I did become sick yeah. because of that. And, you know, I used to have somebody that called me every week for about two hours and, oh, I'm going to throw myself off the bridge and then two hours of dumping. And then I would be drained at the end of it. Didn't matter what I said. Didn't matter how much I tried to boost her up. And then one day she called me, I'm going to jump off the bridge. And I said, which one? (laughs) I said, which bridge? What do you mean, which bridge? And I said, well, I want your body to be found. So tell me which bridge. Oh, how can you say that? And I said, because clearly nothing I am saying is helping you. If you're hell-bent and jumping off this bridge, I can't stop you. That's your free will. But I can no longer help you because you're unwilling to hear. And so it goes to the end of friendship there. <laughs> you know, that's something you've got to be willing to do sometimes, is close the doors on people. Because we have to be responsible, not for what happens to us but how we deal with it and we've got to decide are we going to be the victim or are we going to look upon this as an opportunity to discover our strength and our courage and our abilities to ride through it rise above it and become something else because of it but so many people want to stay in the victim mode it's either a blame game or feel sorry for me because i want to suck your energy to keep my misery going and you have to decide if you want to be miserable, then be miserable. Misery loves company. Go and find somebody else that's miserable. But for somebody who's trying to help you out of that, yeah, you can't keep sucking the energy out of them. So as a healer or empath or anything at any point, if you've got somebody like that, you have to sever those ties because it is not a two-way street. It's a one-way and they're draining your battery. Yes, that is a <clears throat> way of saying it because you need to make choices mm-hmm. and to be totally honest when you're up here and your vibe is up here and you're mm-hmm. happy and you're loving your life you can't keep going back down no before no. you go back down now you're letting all of those other energies really pile up on you yeah you could be happy and you could still feel negative energies because you will negative yeah. emotions but they'll go quickly through you yeah but it's when you start to come back down to you know play at that level you open yourself up to more and you have to make a choice of what is the healthiest and most beneficial for you and that's hard for us to do yeah i started doing it i it went against everything Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god i'm leaving them behind or oh my god i'm not helping them enough i need to help more and i gotta tell you I ended up with breast cancer. So mm-hmm. I now am very cautious of where I'm putting my time and energy. And breast um, cancer, by the way, folks, is 80% an emotional disease. 80%. 80% because every when I went to the doctor, said it's not 
it's not um, gene related. It's right. mental related. Yeah. And I learned what I'm eating, what I'm putting on me, and how I'm processing emotion. Right. Yes. It's huge for me. Yep. Huge, huge yep. learning experience for me. I'm very grateful for it. Um, I've learned how to completely eat differently and, you know, mm -hmm. but I've also learned to process even more. And I've also learned that we as empaths can have more effect if we're up here. Yes. And happy and loving life than being down here because so many people are dragging us down. Right. Don't get me wrong. We have shitty days. We get yep. tired. We wake up not feeling well. Yep. But those are the days we could take care of ourselves even more. Recharge our own batteries. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, being up there, I always say, is an invite for people to rise up. And that, you know, we don't expect them to come up right up to us, but get to a point where you can reach out to their hand and pull them up without being pulled down. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's the hand up, not the hand out. And it's when that hand has reached a certain level, you know it's safe to pull them out now because they've done so much work to get to that point. And now it's easy for them to pull them up to, to the same um, frequency as you. But if you go down to try and do it, yes, that negative force is like gravity. Boom. It's yeah. going to pull you down. So you cannot, you cannot go there. You will not serve anybody down there because immediately they'll drain you of everything. So it is, again, that responsibility. If you want to get out of the negativity in your world, then you've got to be saying, I'm not willing to do this anymore. Even if I pull one thread, I have got to start shifting my frequency, shifting my energy. When I was going through my own transition, I was going through a separation, I was going through um, a whole load of stuff at the same time and illness and everything else. And I said to everybody, look, I'm sorry, I am unable to help any one of you right now. I'm asking if you wish to be around me, be around me with laughter and love. I can't help you because I've been the natural born counselor all my life. Mm -hmm. And I actually had people that dropped me because they could no longer dump on me. Thank you. That was one release that I didn't have to do. You did for me, right? And then other people that were really there for me didn't quite comprehend what I was doing, but they were still there for me. And that's who you know who's kind of riding on the same vibration as you. But we, we have to look after this vessel, this psyche. We were here, brought here to do a job, and we can't do that if we're depleted. So yeah. you have to find what is it that puts you on an equilibrium, what gives you your wonderful balance and your joy of life, because the more joyous you are, the more your cup runneth over. Yes. Yes. And the more it runs over, the more you can affect other people. Yes. You become the inspiration that becomes the invitation. Exactly. And then people start to rise up and mm -hmm. they start to hear you and really want to be changing and willing to change and willing to make those changes in their lives. Cause I got to tell you, change is not easy on any It's really not no. so going through all that change. It's, it's difficult. I remember when I, when I, and that right there, this, what we're talking about is the whole spiritual aspect of being an empath. Yeah. That connection to ourselves, mm -hmm. the connection to the universe or the divine is about self care. But self-care also encompasses 
being willing to accept exactly who we are in this moment. Yeah. So it's about, yes, I need to do Manny Petty's massages. <laughs> they might to recharge, but it's also being willing to understand who we are, where we're at, where we want to go, and feeling all of those emotions in between. So we get them up and get them out. A lot of people kind of think being an empath means that, hey, man, I'm just riding on peace, you know, love, you know, and abstaining from all form of reality. No, that was the 60s and the 70s. This is now, you know, the 2000s, you know, and no, it's, um, it's even a more responsibility than you've ever had before um, because the people that tune into you and give you that they they are giving you their greatest gift which is their vulnerability yes and the responsibility of what to do with that you know vulnerability and sometimes it isn't the answer they seek but this is where the knowingness comes in if an answer comes out of you that means it's come through you yes. not come from you come through you and sometimes it's the holding of the hand or just giving a hug i'm there for you Sometimes it's just that. And you will know it in the moment, in the knowingness of how to react to someone. But appreciate the fact of the courage that it took for them to give you that vulnerability at that moment. Yes. There are times where I'll be in a store or somewhere and I'll feel this intense pain coming from somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's about just giving a smile or if that, that's, you're not, you know, don't have eye contact, which is fine too. I just send that person yeah. of and help and hope that whatever they're going through eases up for them. So they yeah. see themselves in the light that they are. So people don't understand that impact of sending that love. There's good vibrations. I think, you know, people just look as vibrations. I'm not quite sure as what, you know, vibrating bed. I don't know. Vibrations are, are everything like frequency. Uh, you know, we're meant to, to live on a 580 hertz level. That is the level of love. Yeah. Um, just the touch at the beginning of love. And when you're in that love vibration, you're resonating at a higher frequency and better vibrations. But you literally can send out all these frequency of love to someone. They have no idea where it's coming from. But there's suddenly something penetrating them that feels good. It's the same thing that when people send out bad vibrations too. How does an empath protect themselves from bad, bad vibrations? Um, they have to choose. They have to choose if it's somebody that they're hanging out with, mm -hmm. disengaging from that. Mm -hmm. If it is um, on an overall collective, it is about stepping back and understanding that what you're feeling is not yours, so you don't right. take it on as yours. Not yours, folks. Not Please. Yours. Yes. Okay. If it's a personal thing, then that's coming directly from them. That's something they need to heal yeah. and deal with. And it's not you. It's not for you to take on. If it's a collective issue, it's being open, letting it flow through you so that it can be healed. And again, not taking it on because there's so much out there collectively right mm -hmm. now that is, is really, you know, just crazy with, with different things going on. Um, but if you have somebody who's you know, angry with you or, you know, I'll bring up a story you and I were just talking about before. <laughs> um, I had a family situation 
Uh, and I got a phone call on Friday night. It was about 11 o'clock. And I like to think I respond most of the time. However, sometimes I am a human being and I can be crabby just like the next person. Mm -hmm. So when I had this conversation, I went from zero to 10 in 10 seconds and pretty much got upset and hung up the phone. So <laughs> I let it go. I wasn't, I was like, I reacted to an old paradigm that I had running through me. Right, right. And what I did was on, I, I let it go on Saturday and then on Sunday I had a conversation or I think I sent a text Sunday or I don't recall exact, but it was a conversation and a text message both saying, I did not act my feelings are hurt. I am upset, but I did. I reacted instead of responded. Mm -hmm. I should have had an open conversation. I did not and hung up. Yeah. Is that easy for me to say? No, it's not. But I learn every day. And we ended up working it out and having a conversation about it. Um, but part of it, too, is now you're taking on the emotions from the other person. You're taking on your emotions. You know, I was tired, had a long week with some other things yeah. going on. And it came to a head. Mm -hmm. So in this instance, like maybe not answer the phone at 11 o'clock at night. Right. Idea. Yeah. Live and learn, you know, or, you know, understanding that when people project onto you, they're projecting their feelings, their emotions, their issues. So don't take everything so damn personally. Just don't let it go. I really think you hit something on the nail hit is if you are tired, don't pick up the phone. We're okay. vulnerable when we're tired, you know, and that's the trouble when we're tired. It means we're already saturated. You know, it's a, uh, we've been everybody else's liver, but we, you know, we don't necessarily have those livers around and we, we've got to do that detoxing ourselves now in whichever way for us does it. And if we haven't had the chance at the end of the week or the end of the day to release it in a way we normally would, that means it's still there. And for you to come along with accusatory, we're going to respond in, in a way of defense because we aren't all together in ourselves we've we've spent ourselves you know the whole week um you know i the reason this came up and we were laughing is because when we talked the other day i had had something and basically it was it was it was cryptic communication which was responded to not negatively but out of concern that caused a knee-jerk reaction that was totally unnecessary had somebody instead of being cryptic clarified Right now, if you're not willing to speak in clarification and you're speaking encryption, people are going to respond to the encryption. Yes. Right. So if you want people to understand you and you don't want altercations, speak clearly and uh, clarify. Even if you are talking to somebody saying you hurt my feelings or I believe you did this to me, don't come at you did, you know, fisk happening. Just say, I'm feeling this. Did you do that? you know, ask a question and let that person come back with the clarification because we love it. And especially in this world of you know who in, in, um, in America, Mr. Orange, everything is about bring out the guns first. 
right? Yeah. Everything is about the fist fight and the shoot and, and the negative before we inquire. And so we take this CNN effect, a pimple, and blow it into a volcanic eruption before we actually understand really what it is. And I think that's one of the problems that a lot of people carry around. They're carrying these volcanic eruptions inside of them that are really just a pimple that they've let gather and gather and they want to explode it in someone's face. And what better than to do it to an empath who is so sensitive, right? Um, because they're going to feel something. And sometimes that's the negative being imposed on you. So we really do have to sometimes, no, I'm not picking up that phone, you know, or pick it up. I'm sorry, I can't do this right now. I'll talk to you another time. And we have to do that with ourselves because we're more sensitive than yeah. most people out there. And that means we're going to take on all your anger and pain. And if we've already got ourselves up to here, we can't take on any more. And yeah. nor should we, you know, if we're in a better vibration, we're, they're, they're meeting that positive frequency. And it mm -hmm. means it's going to bounce off and bounce back onto them. And they're going to feel that. But don't, don't interact with people when you're down. And it's okay to say no. Absolutely. It's, it is. And no is a complete sentence. Yes. No, is not because, not anything else, just no. Yeah. Creating those boundaries, mm -hmm. creating a supportive environment is imperative. Yeah to empaths. Creating a support group where people understand you, again, imperative for us yes. to handle things. You know, I'm, I'm very, very lucky. My husband yes. gets it. My husband yes, gets it. you are. Very. You know, yeah. However, it's where we are today took us time and right. vulnerable conversations. Yeah. That's just it. Not a lot of people want to have those Mm -hmm. open-ended, open-hearted conversations, which actually leaves you out there to potentially be hurt. Vulnerability again. We don't want to share the vulnerability. Yeah. We're so scared of being hurt that we're not going to share that. Instead, we'll harbor it and then go dump it on someone else. <laughs> or try to throw it back on somebody else's. This is all your fault. Yes. Instead of, yes. instead of being able to have those kinds of communications and sharing what you truly need and what you yeah. desire and what you want and what you want to see happen, we kind of clam up, pull it all back in, yeah. and that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. I, I'm, he's, it took me a long time to get where I am today, and these yeah. are the, the tools and the tips and the things that I share because I want to live a life that is full and happy. And purposeful. And purposeful. Mm -hmm. Some days we all have shitty days. It's just being human. Yes. But, you know, be actually human being. The being part is our, uh, you know, celestial self. And that being part is that wonderful divine knowledge and yes. intuition that comes through us. And that when it dances with the human aspect of things, it, you know, we, we are incredible. You know, yeah. when we step into our sensitivity, when we step into our caring and our kindness and our love, we are unmatched. We are phenomenal creatures. And I don't know why we do not want to embrace that side of us more than the other side. And you said it before, you know, what's around you right now, um, you know, in North America and in Canada, but we get it all the time of what's going on in America. And it's, you know, one news after the other of the latest tweet and the latest this and the latest injustice this and the latest that's going on. People feel constantly under attack. I'm about to go to England where Brexit is happening. 
where, you know, there's a whole load of emotions going on there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, politicians are meant to create a, a secure environment for their inhabitants. And, you know, they've forgotten that role. And, you know, it's an invitation for us to say, uh -uh, we're not putting up with that anymore. You know, we're holding you accountable. We're making you raise your vibration and start dealing different cards. This is a time where we need to come together, where we need to support each other, where we need to rise together on the same frequency. You're very blessed to have a husband who understands. Um, I know, you know, that was part of my thing with my marriage. I'm... I suffer from a hypersensitivity disease as well as I'm hypersensitive, have always been, and that was too much for him. Couldn't cope with that because it was a person who was unwilling to share his feelings at all. Mm -hmm. So having a partner or having a friend or having a community that understands and accepts you for who you are without you having to explain anything, that understands your parameters, understands the gift that you have without you having to go into details it just is is really really important that we find because then in that unison of love we really can do so much positive work and another scientific thing about grounding the planet is beginning to split it's beginning to split and that's the reason why earth is volcanicking here and volcanicking there and releasing some of that pressure yeah. Because, you know, she's the liver cleanse too, and she's got to release it as well. If we don't raise our vibration, we're going to do more harm to this planet. So it's really essential right now that we become the light that you are and shine bright and invite people up to this higher level. Because only there can we take the pressure off the earth and take the pressure off each other and step into that state of harmony. Yes. It, it is important. It's truly important to step into that. And it takes some doing. It's not a one, two, three. It takes yes. us changing the old. It yes. takes us from changing that worn out rut that we have in our mm -hmm. brain and create you know, neurotransmitters yeah. in our brain to create new responses, to create new thought patterns, to create newness so that we leave the old behind. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes wanting to do it. And a lot of people are stuck in, it's got to look a certain way. Yeah. It's got to be a certain way. Yeah. And as empaths, we are growing, we are evolving with the world and continue to do that. Continue to look for ways to feel yourself and make yourself better instead of getting stuck in this, having people pull you down. And it's not easy saying no to family or friends that you've been with for so long. But when they start draining you and taking yep. you and feeling that they can manipulate or guilt you into doing something for them, then you need to start looking at other ways and just kind of doing less with them and finding the tribe and the people yeah. that were meant to help and meant to be around so that you can continuously raise your energy and raise your vibe for those that are already there and those that want to come up. Yeah. And, you know, in, you know, in my case with my family members, they, they don't really get what I do or who I am, but we have a channel that we communicate on. And this is the channel that we play in. This is our playground. You know, don't try and come into my playground because there is no comprehension of it. Your playground is one where 
they like to watch politics all the time and live in you know, the hysteria of the world. I'm not willing to go into that playground. So we're going to stay in this playground and we're going to enjoy each other here. I don't expect you to understand the whole of me. That's all right. This is the part of me. That's the part of you. This is where we're going to be. And we'll love and honor each other in that space. Don't expect people to understand the whole of you. But if you can find a particular channel that you can communicate on and enjoy each other in, do so. Yes, absolutely. And, and as, as an empath, we're born this way. Yes, yes. If, if we can, like for me, I, I found out later in life and understood it. But as I looked back, I realized like all of the things, all the sensitivities that happened to me, like from I think fourth grade all the way up to 11th grade, I would cry the first three weeks of every school year, so afraid of death. Mm. I don't like, you know, I would never get it. I would never understand. I'm like, all I would do is be afraid of growing old. And when, when 12th grade came, I was better. And then I went to college and I'm like, all right, that's gone. But you know, you would feel other things. Yeah. And as I look back now, I know I was picking up somebody yeah. Yeah. close to me who was afraid of growing older. So it's, it's an interesting way to, you know, look back and be like, oh, my God, like all of the things start to make sense if you never understood. And like, for, like quick telltale signs for empaths. Yes. Mm-hmm. Quick telltale signs are um, emotional overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Large places, you know, do bother. Yes. You start to get that under control. Light, smells, sounds, um, all play havoc on our sensitivities all of it. yeah I mean you, you've hit it on the head I mean I, you know you're saying that you, you can't I'm actually an extrovert introvert I'm very, very extrovert when I'm around people when I'm you know sharing my passion and my conviction but I'm very introverted because that's me going back into myself to recharge you know and and prepare to get back out there again so I'm constantly both but being around big crowds, I don't like it at all. I always prefer smaller, intimate groups, even when I'm doing speaking. I like interaction. I don't want big arenas. Oh, God, trying to pick up everybody's energy. Ah, no, thank you. Or being around crowds because you're picking up this, that, and you don't know where it's coming from. You know, it's coming from all angles. Or certainly being around people who are angry. Oh, avoid it. Get up, walk out of the room, go down the street, move countries, leave the anger. (laughs) That's good. Yes, but it's interesting. We've talked a lot about the negative side of being an empath, but when we're feeling super joy, super happiness, yes, yeah, never question that. No, don't that this, this, uh, you know, people think euphoria is something that kind of. Ah, it's so hard to explain, isn't it? Because I say, you know, I'm an astral traveler. And when I'm up in space, I'm feeling everything and nothing all at once. I'm, I am just am. I'm just is. And it's when you're in that space uh, of that higher elevation, you're just in what I call a deep breath, aren't you? <sighs> just in a lovely deep breath. And it's, it's not a big high and it's not a big low. It's just a wonderful deep breath of allowing of the flow, the wind blowing, the water trickling, you know, the sun shining, the earth happy. It's just a harmony that is really quite hard to articulate, but it's just a sense of peace and 
at that time, you're not sending out beep, 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 beeps. You know, it's just like a ripple effect that you're sending out that's so soft and gentle. And it really is a lovely space to be. It is. It is. It's great to be in that space. It's great to maintain that space. Yes. You know, but as we're walking around all day, you're still feeling other people's joy. Yeah. You're picking up their happiness. Yes. Up their love. So, yes. you know, that is just as much the side of the empath as the negative is. You know, when you, when you throw stone into the water, it makes ripples, right? So well, yeah. if you have more and more joy in the water, where does that ripple go? Mm-hmm. You know, I always say it's people becoming their instrument. What instrument are you? And when you've discovered your instrument, now finding an orchestra to join and creating a symphony that uplifts and transcends people. And when you join in other people on those higher levels, it is a, a transcendence, isn't it? It really is. And because we do vibrate at a, a frequency, the, more, the happier we get, the, the higher our frequency goes. People love to be right next to us. Yes. Yeah. Right next to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's when your kind of your tribe comes in. It's, it's people that want to be part of the orchestra really, isn't it? Or, you know, you've, or people who enjoy the orchestra's music, you know, because you're playing their tune. So it's, the thing is, I think about an empath, we do so much work selflessly that we need to be selfish in order to do our work. Yes. I say selfful because we need to take care of yes. ourselves. Yes. We need to constantly, like I am definitely an extrovert, but, but I'm, if I really think about it, I'm an ambivert. Mm-hmm. I like to doubt by people, but when I'm done, yes, I'm done. Yes, I, I need my downtime, my beach time, my water time, my grounding time. I need that me time, whether it's in the room. Like you see, my I love my tree. Yes, it's very nature for me. Yeah, and I love being in here with the lights off and just kind of hanging out with the tree. Yeah, yeah, it's grounding, and 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 you have to learn. As an empath, when you've had enough, mm-hmm. it's now calling you to step back and go and be by yourself. Mm-hmm. We tend to, as a society, continue pushing ourselves forward, right. going out, being around people, doing this, doing that, accomplishing for this one, doing for that one. Okay, share a tip for someone that's maybe in the workforce or you know, at a party, can't leave yet, where you you've just need to shut down of what they can do to, to kind of put that barrier around them so they can shut themselves off but while still being present? Um, if you are at a party and you're unable to leave yet, somehow go someplace for a minute where you're just kind of, whether it's the bathroom or another room, mm-hmm. and ground yourself visually. Mm-hmm. Ask to have all of these energies just kind of go through you. So that you can finish the day. You can go into the bathroom, wash your hands. I am huge for pen, you know, for easy and quick tools. And the bathroom works. Yes. Shut that door. Let all of this go. Wash your hands. I mean, people kind of laugh at me, but that's easy. You're getting yourself grounding. You're letting those emotions go that you're picking up. You're using the heart center intention. I've picked up way too much. Let me go clear this real fast. Then you come back out and you're more refreshed. 
But the other thing too is with parties, I have said to my husband and I've said to people, if you're going to a party with somebody, you need to let them know. Like there is a word or whatever between yeah. the two of you saying, it is time to go. I've ha- I cannot do any more for this. Right. And yeah. honor yeah. and leave. Gonna bring something up back out of the bathroom. I don't know about you as an empath, but especially when I'm in tuned and I'm working, on the bladder needs the bathroom before the hands wash. <laughs> but that's also another form of things going through you of releasing. So you know, oh, I constantly need to go pee when I do this. Yeah, it's just another form of what you're taking in of finding a way to release. All right. So, you know, no, you don't have a bladder infection. It just, you know, you're just releasing. And then that washing of the hands is then not only sanitary, but it's also a way of renewing and refreshing. Right. <laughs> so again, if you are working in an environment that's constantly toxic. Mm. However, there are other things you can do, such as crystals. Like I like to wear crystals, you know, around yes. right now I have one on or you were around a lot of people who are, you know, toxic energy and, you know, talking and things. Get yourself a pair of earphones. So you cut down on that noise. And then have channels of music or podcasts or YouTube videos that are inspiring and uplifting so that you can constantly keep going up. Because I know when I worked, I had two sets of earphones. I had my, you know, Joe Dispenza, Abraham Hicks, Mel Robbins. Like these are my go-tos when I needed a pick-me-up. A, I can't listen to one more person say one more word to me at my job. So let me put this in and now this is my me time. Yeah, and it's very easy to do. I mean, you know, you can come here to selfdiscoverymedia.com. There's over 2,400 shows of wisdom just like Trisha is giving you. So, and, you know, I find for myself, you know, very often when I've done a show, you know, the headphones are still on and I'm just in silence for a while while I'm working. You know, I'm in automatic, I'm doing my work, but I'm in that silence zone. Oh, it's music for me, blasting the music off. Um, But yes, I think actually... People say, well, how can you listen to something and work? Our brains have been, you know, are, are very, very good at doing multitasking. And if one part of your brain has been soothed and listening to something, it actually triggers the creativity side of you that then can go about doing the other work. So, yes, you can do both things. Tell your boss that. <laughs> to try it. <laughs> but we've got to do what's good for us. Right. You know, that is the important thing. You've got to do what's good for us. It is a wonderful feeling to be a light for someone. Now, you know, not bringing back the negative, but understand that when you are a bright light and people are coming to you, there's always going to be somebody out there that you're shining a light on and they're not ready to see. Right. You've just shown them themselves of something they're not ready to see. And that's when you can get the knee jerk reactions. Don't take it personally. And, you know, just say when you're ready. You know, when you're ready. But, you know, that's, you just be the light for those that are ready to see the light. And sometimes it's just your brightness. It's just your brightness that's enough to open up the door to invite them to step forth in their own journey of life. Yes. And create the change that they need to move forward. Absolutely. Now, somebody's coming to you that thinks they're an empath or knows they're an empath. How do you help them? Uh, do you have courses or do you have um, what do you do that you can help them on their path? I have a service. I have a couple of services one to one, 
And I'm also in the process of creating a group program, which I'm super excited about. That'll probably launch in the next month. And then I'm also going to actually create a monthly mastermind for empaths mm-hmm. where we're talking different topics and creating change and we're learning. So these are things that are actually coming down the pike. So right now I, I am offering one-to-one service and then I'm offering these, these extra programs and I'm really excited about them. I really am. Creating a, you know, family. I mean, you know, this is the thing is um, empaths do need to stick together because we understand you know, and there is no wrong or right way. There just are ways that you try on until you find what fits you. But just having another empath that you can talk to and, and be free in your speech, as we found with our conversation, we could just blah without thinking, you know, are they, are they calling the white coats or what? <laughs> yes. Through how many times, like me going through my life, as I look back, how many times, like, honest to God, I'm like, I am shit freely and the men in white coats are going to knock on my door and I think that is part of that growth of an empath and starting to recognize when you start to see and feel and hear all of these things that you think you know I can't tell anybody because I'm scared that they're going to frown on me or scared that I'm really crazy yes yeah or oh, they, they um, think empath means psychic. Oh, well, what am I thinking? You know, okay. you know you're, you're not a mentalist, you know, you're not a psychic per se. You might be, but not necessarily. As an empath, you are picking up other people's emotional vibrations, good or bad. And you're exuding out frequencies that will ignite the heart and souls of others, you know, um, open up the door for others or soothe and heal others. But it's also where people come to you with their vulnerability and that responsibility is to truly hear them. Maybe yeah. you have words of wisdom. That's the knowingness. You don't think it, you feel it. If it comes through you, then it's the words you meant to say. Maybe you just meant to hear them. And it's every empath has, a, has its own role. And it's just, again, like the instrument in life. Find out what's your instrument and learn to play it. Exactly. And I, I do want to share one thing. As an empath, because we are so sensitive, mm-hmm. there are other things we can see and hear and feel beyond just being an empath. Right. So will you be a psychic? Yes. Yes. Do we have in-depth knowing? Yes, we really do. Can we see colors from people? Possibly. Yep. If that's, if that's your channeling, yeah. you know, you know, people are going to open up their divine channels and yeah. each one of them, as I said, in the orchestra, we don't want all violinists. We want the diversity. So what is your instrument that you're going to play in that channel? And it's um, even the triangle is just as important as the piano. Yeah. You know, everything has its role and it's yeah. not a competitive, well, I can do this and I can do that. It doesn't matter. It's how are you doing it? In which way are you using it? Who is it serving? And are you protecting yourself that you can serve more by being more? Because the more you protect yourself, the more you can be, the more you're shedding that beautiful light on others. Yeah. Yeah. And we've also got to thank the times. You know, I have been like this all my life. I'm about to turn 65. And back in the day, really was, you know, they put it down to my illness or just, you know, because I was alone so much. 
mm-hmm. that, you know, imagination or something, you know, was not something that was deemed credible. And, you know, if we think back a hundred years, anybody, a wife or something saying that she was an empath, oh, she has hysteria, lock her up. You know, we're not so far removed from those times. But, you know, especially from 2012, where they literally, the frequencies rose, opening up our chakras, opening up our divine channels. And more and more are people coming out now and going, I am, and it's okay for you to do so. Permission to be what you are is the era that we're in. And that's a blessed gift that we have. Yes. Yes, this time people are open and understanding. Mm. You still have those that don't don't want to hear it, nope. but you're seeing more and more and more people who are open to this, who yes. are willing to understand it as they too are going through some sorts of transformation. Right. Yeah, don't, don't, don't please think it. Don't try and analyze it. When you actually invite the soul, heart, and spirit into it and you feel it, you're feeling the thoughts, you're feeling the knowledge, you'll have a better understanding. If you try and do it all from the clinical mind, you'll never be able to wrap your mind around it. it it's got to be the four-way equation. Yes, yes. Mental, emotional, spiritual. Yeah, exactly. Because if your body's in disease... You know, it is going to get diseased and your body is going to feel everything. And if your body is beginning to break down, that means you are saturating yourself with something you've got to learn to release. So this is when you go to Tricia. She'll help you actually understand what kind of empath you are, how to use it, how to release it. That's one of the first lessons, isn't it? How to detox. (laughs) It's about creating daily rituals, creating downtime. And, and each person is different. Not everybody yes. likes to journal and not everybody likes to meditate. Right. Found something. Yes. I remember speaking to somebody. They said, I don't like to meditate. This is bitch, you paint, right? She says, I love to paint. Yes. Get into your creative zone, correct? Yes. 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 You get, get little nudges there, right? Yes. You're meditating. Right. Yes. Meditate. Believe me, if I got cross-legged on the floor and tried to meditate or need a crane to get me back up again, no, that kind of meditation isn't for me. <laughs> you know, um, you know it, we, what speaks to you? What ignites you? What brings a smile to your heart and soul? What brings you clarity is your meditation, right? Yeah, and whatever form that yeah. is. Yeah, and it is so much better to live in joy. Yes, we do have to be mindful on how to protect ourselves. I think that's one of the first things we need to understand because as an empath, you will be that sponge and you've got to learn how to release and how to protect yourself. But allow yourself to be at that great heights. Don't worry about how bright you shine. You know, it's for those that are blinded by it, they're not ready for it. For those that are shedding light through the cracks of their door, you're showing them there's somewhere else to go. You know, it's just be who you are. Yes. Never impose it. Just be it. If people walk away from you, don't take offense. If they're just not ready. Yes. And another huge caveat is discerning when people are lying to you, mm-hmm. lying to themselves. Which is generally why they're lying to you. And sometimes they don't even know it. No. They don't, and they're not ready. So you need to use that discernment. They're lying. They know it. Keep it moving. Yes. They're lying to themselves because they're not ready to address or look. And that's when you need to discern that and say, they're just not ready. 
yeah. you can sit on the sidelines waiting for them to start to be ready. Yeah, but that's when that light is shone on them. Mm -hmm. It's actually shone on the lie. And they're yeah. not ready to see that lie. Okay, it goes back to that ownership, goes back to that self-responsibility. We you know we can't always decide what happens to us, but we can decide how we're going to react to it. And sometimes it is that instant reaction, knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. And then, you know, take the deep breath, take a step back and go, how can I manage this? And learning techniques like you've got is something that not only in your empathic ways, just in every way of life you can learn to use. And shoot's going to happen, all right? It's like, do you stand there with it hanging all over you or do you just wash it off, smile and carry on? You know, it's our attitude in yeah. our sense of gratitude is huge. Yeah. yeah. You know, people laugh at the pot being positive and this and that, but I have noticed in my life, the more positive I am, the happier I am within, mm -hmm. the things flow. That does not mean that we ignore challenges or obstacles because they still happen. No. Nope. Just gives us a better way to respond. Right. Exactly. And you know that despair feeling that you get now and again, understand it's, you know, your channels are open. Mm -hmm. You're picking everything up. And, you know, as you said, talk to the universe. Hey, look, you're going to have to close that channel down a bit. The streamline is too wide. You know, it's saturating everything and I can't rise above it. Narrow the channel out. Let me feel, but don't let me feel to such depths. Because if I sink with them, I can't do anything with them. Talk to the universe because they're going to give you what they think you can take. And if you can't take it, let them know. Yes. That you need to co-create and create a partnership. Yes. yes. Friendship. Yes. However yes. you want to look at it. Yes. And whatever's going to make you most comfortable and easy, that is how you need to look at it. That is how you need to move forward with it. I, yeah. I remember when I first started, I was like, wait, that you haven't been here for me. Now you're going to be here for me. Like, but that was me. Yes. That was me. Yeah. That was me being that victim mode, that, that real negative low mode. And, and it was like, prove it to me. <laughs> yes. And then you get to a point where they have, you've been proven over and over again. Now it's, now you need to come together and create the friendship, create the partnership, help, whatever words you want to use, but co-create bring the human and the being together yeah. right and then you actually understand how powerful you are yes you know and and to understand that to be powerful is to be empowering right it's you know leaders create leaders it's not about you being the ultimate person in power is yeah. that the power of the gift that we are given is to empower others to discover their own gift that is the greatest power you can have it is. And one of the things I always tell everybody I come in contact with, anybody I teach and, and in my groups, I say, this is my, this is what works for me. I want you to take it and make it yours. Yes. Make it yours. Change it how it's going to fit you. I am not one of those people who have to do A, B. Right. That drives me demented. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a quick, easy tool. If you want to take it. What resonates, make it yours, personalized. Well, you're basically, you're saying these are the chords I use on my instrument. Take these chords, use it on your own instrument. Yeah. Right? You might be a violinist. You might be a pianist. You might be this and that. Take these basic chords. They're your fundamentals. 
and go and create something on your own instrument. Yes. That's all we need. That's what this is. Yeah, you know, so, there's so many coaches out there. Step one, step two, now do it exactly as I tell you. Now, you know, that's the old paradigm, right? <laughs> you know? And what we have to understand is codes of conduct, you know, codes of, uh, of the soul and the spirit and the heart, you know, the mind codes, all of these type of things are the, the fundamentals. And when we understand those basic codes, those basic codes in life, then we actually understand how to implement them and when to implement them. And they will always keep you grounded. They will always keep your structure together. And yeah. they will always allow you to become the branch that branches right off, the tree that branches right off. You know, like a symphony or an orchestra isn't restricted by one piece of music. Give them another piece and look where they can go, right? Exactly. So don't limit yourself. Don't limit, understand your instrument. Please understand your instrument. What's good for you, that's best for you, for your best delivery. But don't limit yourself to that. Be willing to play other extraordinary pieces and discover what they mean to you because then that ricochets out to everyone else. Exactly. 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 This has been yes. wonderful, love. Now, how do people get hold of you? And um, whether they want to book one-on-one, -on -one, want to be part of the group, or want to be a big part of the next conglomerate that's coming up, how do people reach you? They can reach me via email, which is trisha at trishadyka.com, and that is spelled T-R-I-C-I-A-D-Y-C-K-A. Um, you can reach me on Instagram, on Facebook, you can send me an email. You know, I'm. you have questions about today's interview, send me an email. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to help you, love to answer your questions. And the email is? Trisha at trishadyka.com. And the, and the website is? trishadyka.com. There you go. Just making <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is audio and video, so we've got to make sure it goes out to everyone. And, you know, it's... Um, you may go, well, I don't know if I'm an empath or not. Well, speak to Tricia. Speak to her. You know, she'll know intuitively whether you are or not. And, and you know, um, maybe you're saying, you know, I'm just not sure I can cope with this. Baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. You know, it's, again, following those, those codes, how to ground, how to protect yourself, how to intune. And then as you become more comfortable with it, you'll be able to open up. And if you are somebody that's picking up everything right now, like you think every antenna is going on, then speak to Trisha because she'll help you how to calm it down, how to center it, to filter it through the noise and the static into entunement because that's basically what you're doing. And if you're getting too much coming in at once, it means all your channels are open. She'll show you how to switch some of those off so you can clarify and understand what's coming through. But a lot of it is allowing, isn't it? Just allow. Yeah. Because what I find, the more we resist and don't want it, it bombards us worse. Mm -hmm. You've been chosen. There's no point in running from it. You know, it's, uh, you know, you, you can't run, but you cannot hide. <laughs> I ran, I ran, I pushed it down, pushed it away, and it, all, it will come up. It will come up until it is recognized and dealt with, and you can definitely... Do all of those things. Be happy. Live your life and learn how to cope with this on a level that is shining your light even brighter. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you so much. 
So Trisha Dyker.com, email her at Trisha Dyker at Trisha at Trisha Dyker.com is my email. There we go. And you know, it's, whether you're a beginner, whether it's been happening for a while, whether you just thought you had it under control and you don't, or whether you just want to reach out to her, have a conversation, please do. Because it's, this is the, the brother and the sisterhood of empaths. We need to be there for each other because we understand what we're going through. And no, it's not all negative. It's absolutely beautiful. But to get to the beautiful side of it, we've got to understand how to manage the other side of it. Uh, it's the balance of life, right? The yin yang. So thank you so much, Trisha, for being here today and sharing, being vulnerable with us. And, um, and just, it's a good place to be. It's a very honorable place to be. And it's just a question of managing it. And then seeing the impact that you can have. Sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't, but it's out there. And it's um, just igniting those heart and souls and spirits of others, which is beautiful. So thanks, Trisha. Thank you. Until next time, folks, don't be afraid of yourself. Open up. You don't know what's hiding underneath there. If you're feeling suppression in any way, it means something needs to open up. Don't be afraid to discover it. And here on selfdiscoverymedia.com, we've got a lot of people that can help you. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show and were inspired to come and visit us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and see what other shows we have for you. And please do visit our selfdiscoverycommunity.org and see how you can be a part of giving back. Thank you very much.